Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin, I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Hello and welcome to It Could Happen Here. Today it's just me because it's early and I live on the West Coast. And uh, today we are talking about uh, America's drug problem. And I'm joined by David Mitchell from Patients for Affordable Drugs. And we're going to talk about the cost of medicines, why it's so astronomically high, why I sometimes go to Mexico to buy my insulin, and why you probably know someone who can't afford the medicines they need to survive or maybe thrive. Um, so, David, uh, can you explain a little bit about, first, if you'd like to introduce yourself and explain what Patients for Affordable Drugs does and the role that you play there, that would be wonderful. I am the founder and president of Patients for Affordable Drugs. We're the only national patient organization that focuses exclusively on policies to lower drug prices. We're independent. We're bipartisan. We don't take money from any organizations that profit from the development or distribution of prescription drugs. We do two main things. We uh, collect patients' stories and we amplify those stories to policymakers and elected officials so we can bring home the human impact of ridiculously high drug prices on the people in the United States. And the second thing is that we recruit and train patients to be uh, advocates. Uh, we teach them about the policies, give them coaching on presentation, uh, and uh, prepare them to go tell their story and deal directly with the people who set policy in this country. And so we've had patients uh, testify in state legislatures all over the country uh, we've had patients testify in Congress on many occasions. Just last week, one of our patients, who happens to be a type 1 diabetic, uh, introduced the President of the United States in the Rose Garden in a speech the President made uh, talking about the new Inflation Reduction Act and how it's going to help lower drug prices and out-of-pocket costs for people. 
So that, that's our work. I do this work because I'm a patient. I have an incurable blood cancer. It's called multiple myeloma. It's incurable. That's not good, but it's treatable for some period of time with very expensive drugs. Right now, my oncologists have me on a four-drug combination uh, that carries a list price of more than $900,000 a year. Jesus Christ. The, these drugs are literally keeping me alive, and I'm very grateful to have them, but they're wildly overpriced. Uh, and the, the drug industry, drug companies, exploit uh, patients everywhere in the world, but especially here in the United States. They use us as a piggy bank uh, to hit their targets for executive bonuses, to trigger executive bonuses, and to hit profit targets for their shareholders. Uh, and uh, the unfairness uh, is not acceptable. Anyway, when I got diagnosed and suddenly I found myself with a disease uh, through no fault of my own that required very expensive drugs, I began this journey, and the journey taught me a fundamental point, and that is that drugs don't work if people can't afford them. And so I retired and uh, decided to devote myself uh, as a patient uh, to uh, trying to change a system in this country that really is built to benefit the people who profit from it at the expense of the people it's supposed to serve. And I work for free as a volunteer, and I've been doing it for six years. That's great. Yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your, your own wealth, but I think it's a very admirable thing you've done. So, David, can you explain, because it does, you know, I think people sometimes, maybe if they've only lived in the U.S., they might not realize, or uh, perhaps they're extremely aware. Uh, why are medicines so, why can I travel 16 miles, mm. right? Go across the border, uh, flash my passport at someone, uh, have a bunch of scans taken, right? Go through a bunch of machines and then buy medicines for less than half the price on any given day. Why, why is it like that? It's like that because we are the only developed nation in the world that lets drug companies dictate the prices of brand name drugs to, the, to their citizens. Every other developed country in the world negotiates on behalf of their citizens directly with the drug companies to get a better deal. Uh, and we don't do that. Uh, the net result is that Americans are paying almost four times what other wealthy nations pay for the exact same brand name drugs. And the impact is that three out of 10 Americans report that they are not able to take their medications as directed because of the cost. Uh, this has a direct impact on health. Uh, and, you know, I understand that you are a type one and that you're insulin dependent. And so, you know, the struggles and the high prices of insulin. But we've had five people confirmed dead because they tried to ration their insulin in the United States of America. This happens because we grant the drug companies this incredible market power and we let them dictate the prices to us, prices that are completely unjustified uh, uh, and patients suffer financially and worse uh, because of their health. Uh, due to these high prices. Yeah, I think it's just heartbreaking, the stuff. Like, and I've known people who've died from from lack of access to insulin, and it's it's just, it's pretty horrific stuff. Um, can you explain, because let's get into that lack of justification, right? There's ways that a drug, the co things that make up the cost of a drug would be the research and development of the drug, uh, the distribution of the drug, and the marketing of the drug, um, and maybe something else I'm missing. But can you explain, like, how do we arrive at this insane price for insulin, which was synthesized in a lab more than 100 years ago? Like, what, what makes up that price structure and how much would it actually cost to uh, produce that insulin if, if we stripped away some of those things? 
Well, you're asking a very intelligent question about what should exist but doesn't, and that is a framework to arrive at an appropriate price that will provide a reasonable return to the drug maker and ensure that drugs are affordable and accessible for the people who need them. We don't have a system like that. The drug companies charge as much as they think they can get away with, period. This was shown just last year when one of the drug companies named Biogen tried to bring a drug to market for Alzheimer's and proposed to sell it at $56,000, even though there was no proof it worked. And after it got big pushback and no one wanted to pay for it, the government, private employers, uh, they cut the price to $28,000. Now, was it worth $56,000 if it wasn't? then why didn't you just price it at 28000 to begin with? Why? Because they thought they could get away with $56,000 a year for this drug. Now, where insulin is concerned, it's very unfortunate. There is an insulin cartel. Three companies control 90% of the global insulin market in the world and here in the United States as well. And it's a, some people would say correctly, you know, you have to call it correctly, an oligopoly, a small number of producers and sellers who are controlling the market. Uh, and what happens as a result of that problem? Well, insulin costs roughly $10 a vial to produce. It sells for more than $300 a vial. It has gone up in price more than 600% in the last 20 years because of this cartel that literally controls the insulin supply in the world. I'll give you another example. I take a drug, it's called, for my cancer, it's called Pomalist. It's an oral drug uh, that I get under Medicare Part D. Pomalist costs less than $1 per capsule to make. It sells for almost $1,000 per capsule. Jesus Christ. Now, you cannot justify, you cannot tell me that there's justification for a 1,000% margin. It's just ridiculous. But because we do not use our power, our market power, to negotiate for a better deal, um, they can get away with it. And they do. And there, there are many examples of this. Now, all of that is about to change with some new legislation that has been enacted into law. It's about to start to change. I should be more precise. Um, uh, and we can talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. One thing I want to get into first, I think, is this. I think sometimes we have this impression, certainly with new or novel compounds, that um, there's this massive lab and it's entirely funded by the money that's made from selling other drugs. And in that lab, people are just all day cooking up cures to the Ebola virus or these various very deadly conditions. Um, so I wanted to explain, I wanted you to explain like, who pays for the R&D for the most part. And who decides what that R&D focuses on? Because I think those are both very important topics. Yeah. Well, it turns out that every single drug approved by the FDA from 2010 to 2019, was every one was based on, in some part, on science paid for by taxpayers through the National Institutes of Health, uh, another organization in government called BARDA, and another organization in the government called DARPA. DARPA is who invented the internet, for example, and GPS. Um, uh, we pay taxpayers billions of dollars every year to finance basic scientific research that lays the foundation for all these drugs. And when a drug company sees a drug that uh, has promise, uh, it will try and acquire from the NIH or the other government agencies that do this work, fund this work, uh, the intellectual property, uh, and then they'll finish the job of 
uh, running um, late stage clinical trials and going through the process of gaining FDA approval. I'm going to say a couple of things here that are critically important to understand to try and uh, illustrate this. The drug industry tries to take credit for the mRNA vaccines that were developed to fight COVID-19. And these are the vaccines that are uh, marketed by Pfizer and its partner in Europe, BioNTech, and by Moderna here in the United States. Um, It turns out that in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, drug companies weren't investing in vaccines because it didn't produce, they didn't produce a big return. So the federal government invested through NIH, DARPA, and BARDA, all of them, to uh, develop the technology that we now call mRNA. So that when the virus hit, that technology was ready for Moderna and Pfizer to run with. But they didn't make the big investment. We did. We being taxpayers. Uh, to get that technology uh, ready to go. And in the case of Moderna, we paid for everything. And I'm not exaggerating. They had never produced a drug. So we stood up manufacturing uh, capacity for them. We paid for their late-stage clinical trials. And we signed advanced purchase agreements to completely de-risk the enterprise. But they will tell you that they saved us. It's not true. We saved ourselves. There's a reason that the president who cares deeply about trying to reduce the death toll from cancer has to have this new organization called uh, ARPA-H, which is going to be funded with billions of dollars to try and do something to accelerate cancer research. Why Why do we have to pay for that? Because the drug companies will not pay for the high-risk, early-stage research that uh, goes into uh, getting really breakthrough new drugs uh, to market. So who who does this? Who pays for it? By and large, taxpayers are underpinning all the basic science. Drug companies are taking drugs that show promise, acquiring the intellectual property, and then charging whatever they want for the drugs. Um, So that's our system in the United States of America. It's completely screwed up. Uh, We need to have a process more like what you described in posing this question, which is, well, shouldn't we look at what the government invested, what the company invested? Uh, You know, what would be... And what does it cost to manufacture the drug and distribute the drug and all of that, and then arrive at a price that provides a fair return uh, for investment and risk to the drug company, but not any price they want to dictate. That's what we have now, is they get the drug from us and they get to dictate the price. We don't have a system like the one you uh, referenced. Yeah, and it's it's much to our detriment, right? And I was it's interesting you talked about how like this profit-driven model tends to focus on certain conditions and not others. And I know that you focus mainly on the United States, but perhaps we could get into a little bit what that means for neglected diseases on a global scale, right? How looking at only patients who can afford to pay these inflated prices means that we or drug companies are sort of tacitly saying, well, we're okay with people dying from conditions that people don't get in America. Are you comfortable talking about that a little bit? Well, we only work in the United States uh, because that is a big enough challenge for us. Yes. Uh, I will say that drug companies want to invest only in drugs that produce a big return. They're profit maximizers, they're corporations. And We don't have a way that we balance that out where we say, yes, but 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 taxpayers are are doing the foundational research that leads to these drugs. And and these are, in that sense, public goods. Uh, And we need to figure out how, yeah, you can have a fair return, 
but we also make sure that they're priced to maximize affordability and accessibility. And in the, this plays out overseas with neglected tropical diseases, which you referenced, which, you know, drug companies don't want to spend a lot of money on because those countries don't have a lot of money to pay for them. Because all the companies care about is, honest to God, you know, they, they want us to believe that they're all about looking after our well-being. They are corporations and corporations by law have to maximize profits for their shareholders. And that's what they do. Um, uh, you know, who invests in neglected tropical diseases? The Gates Foundation and other foundations that uh, put the money out to do that early stage research that changes the pricing equation, should, should change the pricing equation, um, so that we can still develop the drugs that people abroad would benefit from tremendously uh, if if only we made the effort and made the investment, uh, which they're not inclined to do. Yeah, Did that answer no. your question? Yes, very well, very well. I think if people are like looking for evidence on this, they could look at the speed at which we started to develop uh, Ebola treatments and vaccines once that became a threat to us versus once it became a threat to people in the global periphery. By the way, I will say one more thing. Yeah, of course. It's not that drug companies only hurt people in poorer countries in the world. Yeah. It is that drug companies insist on high prices everywhere. And for example, um, the disease cystic fibrosis is incurable and um, there are new drugs that help people live longer. Uh, they are marketed by Vertex. Interestingly, the gene that all of these uh, drugs are built on, uh, the genetic component, was identified by the former head of the NIH, Francis Collins, when he was doing research paid for by the NIH at the University of Michigan. His, his discoveries were seminal, uh, but still the drug companies wouldn't invest. So the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation raised money from its community to do more early stage research. And when it showed promise, uh, Vertex bought the intellectual property from them uh, and uh, brought these drugs that are built on that genetic discovery to market. But in countries that have said we can't afford the price you're demanding because we only have so much money to pay for our citizens for health care because we provide health care to all our citizens, Vertex will let people, kids, because it generally affects kids and younger adults, will let them die. If the company, if the countries won't agree to the price that they are insisting on, literally let them die and say, look, you know, if you won't strike a deal that has a high enough price for us, we're not going to sell the drug in your in your country. So it isn't only the poor people, uh, uh, you know, the poorer countries around the world. It's patients who are stuck with a drug, uh, a disease that requires a high cost drug. And maybe they can't get access to it because it's not affordable for their country or them. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty bleak stuff in that sense. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Let's get on to a little bit then of how we can make this better. And I know that there are approaches that are incremental and there are approaches that are more revolutionary or, or sort of making these big leaps. So let, let's start with talking about how this legislation that we've just seen, the Inflation Reduction Act, does that make a difference? How much of a difference does it make? And, and how does it make that difference? The Inflation Reduction Act is really historic legislation that is going to save millions of people in America millions of dollars over time. Uh, it does four big things. It does many more, but four big things. Uh, one, for the first time ever, Medicare is going to be able to use its, its purchasing power as the largest purchaser of drugs in this country to uh, negotiate lower prices for people on Medicare. For the first time ever, we are going to curb price gouging by forcing companies that raise prices faster than the rate of inflation to pay a rebate uh, to Medicare. We're going to that will curb their their price increases. Uh, third, we are going to limit the amount of out of pocket annually a Medicare patient can pay under the Medicare Part D prescription drug benefit. Right now, there is no annual out-of-pocket limit. I pay for that drug I described to you before that costs almost $1,000 a capsule. I pay out-of-pocket more than $16,000 a year. In 2025, there will be a limit uh, of $2,000. No Medicare beneficiary will pay more than $2,000 out-of-pocket for uh, Medicare Part D drugs. And Four, for the first time starting next year, people who depend on insulin in Medicare will pay no more than $35 per prescription per month uh, for their insulin. Um, These are all truly significant changes uh, and begin to shift uh, drug policy uh, in this country, begin to uh, uh, break the dictatorial pricing ability that the drugs, drug companies have. And I want to take a minute to explain why Medicare negotiation in itself is such a big breakthrough. Very quickly, when the Medicare prescription drug benefit was enacted into law in 2003, the drug companies in the dark of night got stuck into that law 
something called the non-interference clause that said that the Secretary of Health and Human Services could not negotiate directly with drug companies, period. It got stuck in in the dark of night by a man named Billy Towson, who was then chair of the Energy and Commerce Committee in the U.S. House of Representatives. And within months after doing that, at the behest of the big drug companies, he went to work to run the big trade association for the drug companies. It's called Pharma at a salary of $2 million a year. In other words, they bought the prohibition on Medicare being able to negotiate. And they have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to keep that prohibition in place ever since then. Just in the last two years, uh, in fighting to not let Medicare negotiate over any drugs ever directly with the drug companies, they spent uh, north of $200 million to try and stop that legislation from passing. Um, So these are all big, significant, important changes. They are not enough. Uh, if, if, if we ruled the world, we would have written legislation that, uh, negotiated over more drugs and, uh, the pricing for which extended into the private sector and to people without insurance. But we had to, to do that, to extend it to the private sector and people without insurance, we needed 60 votes in the Senate because of the filibuster rules, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get one, not one Republican vote. So it had to be passed under a special procedure called reconciliation. The -hmm. Democrats used it. They stood up to pharma, and they passed the bill. God bless them. Uh, We, in the course of it, had um, a vote on trying to extend the $35 insulin monthly copay to the private sector we could only get seven Republican votes. Um, and so we couldn't take it all the way there. So there's much more work to do. But this breakthrough is truly historic. Yeah, it's good. It, it, it's good to see some progress because there hasn't been progress for a very long time. Uh, let's talk about the difference then between a cost and a copay, because I think it's easy for politicians sometimes to, you know, tweet insulin will cost you X, and in fact, it only costs you X if Y instead are true. <laughs> so can you explain for folks what a copay is and why sometimes these claims are made about copays and those are not the same as costs? Well, the big difference is the word price versus cost in our system. Yeah. We, in order to lower out-of-pocket costs for people, we have to lower price. Why? If you were paying $100 out of pocket for your medicine and we zero that out to nothing, but we don't lower the price, the overall price, that $100 has to be paid for by someone. And what happens is patients wind up paying higher premiums uh, or higher taxes or getting less money in their paychecks. You know, half of more than half of all Americans get their drug coverage and health care through their employers. So if that hundred dollars still has to be paid by somebody, then we wind up paying for it uh, either with higher premiums, higher taxes or getting less money in our paycheck because someone needs to absorb that hundred bucks. This is very important for people to understand. There's no free lunch unless we lower prices. That's why pharma will always say, the big drug companies will always say, well, what we need to do is we just need to lower everybody's out of pocket, make it zero and let them have all the drugs they want and let us continue to charge any price we want. But that's not, there's, there's no free lunch. It would still have to be paid. And um, so we fight very hard at Pages for Affordable Drugs to help patients and policymakers understand that we need to do both. We need to lower out-of-pocket costs for people, and we need to lower the price in order to do that. Co-payments. Co-payments are what you pay when you go to um, the pharmacy counter, and they tell you that your share of this uh, prescription is $5 or $10 or $20. And lots of times, employers 
and the insurance companies they hire to run their programs will use copayments to try and steer you to a less expensive drug, a generic. Yeah. Right? So if you want a brand, you're going to have to pay 50 bucks. But if you'll take the generic, you pay five bucks, for example. (laughs) They're trying to steer you to an equally effective drug. Generics are, by definition, the same exact drug. And, And they are trying to steer you to the less expensive but equally effective drug. The problem with our country, big time, is that sometimes they are not used for that purpose. In my case, I have co-payments on all my drugs, right? Yeah. But I don't have a choice. I don't have a cheaper generic. <laughs> I gotta have, I gotta take the drugs they're telling me to take. Um, and so when we misuse co-payments like that, we are hurting patients. Uh, and it's how we also need to change. It points to how we also need to change our benefit design in this country. If if we can steer a patient to a healthier or as healthy, least ex- less expensive option, that makes sense. But if you're charging me for something that I can't do anything about, that makes no sense at all. Uh, and so these are changes that we at P4AD work on and will continue to work on in our benefit design in this country. Yeah, I can see they're trying to give you a price incentive to what not buy your drug in your case or be poor or or be sick because you can't afford it, which is that's not the function of the incentive and it's silly. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Father's Day is coming. A day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us. To crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Can you explain how, why the some drugs have generics and some don't? So 
boy, you're asking some really good questions. Um, you're going right to the heart of our system. <laughs> Thank you. A, a long time ago uh, in the 80s, 83 or 84, a bill was passed called the Hatch-Waxman Bill. And since then, everyone refer, refers to a concept called the Hatch-Waxman Bargain. And the bargain is this. If you're a drug company and you bring a valuable new drug to market, you get a period of exclusivity uh, along with your, you have a patent already probably, but upon approval, we give you a period of exclusivity where for sure, no matter if your patent is old and only has a year left, we give you additional years of exclusivity where you have a monopoly on that drug. But at the end of that period of exclusivity, generics and biosimilars, biosimilars are the generic name or the name for generics for biologic drugs. They're more complicated drugs. But at the end of that period of exclusivity, a generic, uh, I'm not a generic, generics and biosimilars come to market and we use the competition from the generics and biosimilars to drive down the price. The, when you have one generic that comes to compete, the price goes down about 15 or 20%. Two generics, the price goes down 35 to 40%. Three generics, you know, 40 to 30%. By the time you get five generics in the market, the price is roughly 5 to 15% of the original brand name price. So the Hatch-Waxman bargain was you got a good drug, you bring it to market, we give you a time where you you can charge whatever you want, you have exclusivity in the market, but at the end of that, we have competition from generics and biosimilars to lower price. Why aren't there generics and biosimilars? That was your question. For all drugs, well, some drugs are still in their period of exclusivity, but the drug companies don't let competition come to market, the brand drug companies. They fight. They file additional patents. They, uh, they sign deals with generic companies not to bring a drug to market, a competitor to market, and pay them not to. Um, uh, they make small changes in the drug and then file additional patents. There is something called a patent thicket. Um, Humira, the best-selling drug in the world, has like 132 patents. 132, 75% of which were filed after the drug came to market. What are they for? Well, they could be for the packaging, the instructions, uh, the color of the capsule. They patent everything. And why? Because a generic or biosimilar competitor has to fight its way through all of them to bring a drug to market. So we call them patent thickets. It, you know, if you grew up anywhere near, you know, a place where there were thickets, you know, it's very hard to get through a thicket. Um, yeah. And so in some cases, there's no competitor because they're in the period of exclusivity but in far too many cases, there are no competitors to drive down the price because the drug companies are manipulating our system. And they're very good at manipulating our system. Yeah, yes, they are exceptionally good. And that has terrible results. Okay, so we've spoken about that, uh, the, the way that they've manipulated the system, the way that maybe that's beginning to change. One thing that I'm interested in, I've written about it a little bit, is these ways that are perhaps more revolutionary, uh, if not always as uh, like a cast iron safe. Uh, and one of those is obviously people making their own medicines, which is uh, something that we'll see, unfortunately, increasingly in this country because of bans on access to reproductive health care. And I wonder how you think that has the potential to change this. There's, we've seen like the EpiPencil We've seen these home brew abortion drugs, things like that. Do you think that has the capacity to change access? Well, remember, I'm a patient. Mm -hmm. And um, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And the reason is there was a time in the United States and in most of the world when drug companies were not regulated. Uh, and they, they brought, you know, patent medicines 
uh, and, uh, you know, mix it at home brews and sold them. And we had no way to make sure that those didn't hurt people. They had killed people in some cases. Uh, and then uh, in the 20th century, uh, the government realized and, and our Congress and our elected officials realized we needed a way to regulate this industry, which would, you know, sell poison uh, in some cases. And they created what is now called the Food and Drug Administration. Food and Drug Administration is charged with making sure drugs are safe and effective. I'm a patient. I want the Food and Drug Administration to do its job. I want drugs that are safe and effective. Uh, I do not like drugs that are not subjected to some scrutiny um, to make sure that they do what those who are selling them claim they do. So remember, I'm not big on taking chances with my life. uh, And if the drugs don't work, I'll die. It's that simple. I'll die of cancer. Not not to mention I could drive, die from a drug that's no good. Uh, some drugs cause harm, you know. Uh, yeah. Even drugs approved by the FDA cause yeah. harm sometimes. So I am I am I am not a fan of homebrew drugs. I am a fan of a system that protects me and ensures that drugs are safe and effective. But that's one man's perspective. Yeah, and I, I think it's reasonable to say that like we have a way to make drugs that are safe and effective, and it's the law, or the legislation, or a system that's getting in between people and the life-saving medicines that they need. And um, we should certainly struggle to fix that um, instead of looking for ways around it, even though I understand why, especially with things like reproductive health care, that doesn't seem like it's getting fixed anytime soon, sadly. No, no, and it is, it's terribly sad. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, this whole thing is extremely, and I know uh, you've obviously seen it too, but in my previous life, I've worked with one of uh, someone who works for you now in in diabetes nonprofit and seen firsthand the uh, consequences of this. And it's really heartbreaking stuff to look at. And I wish it just seems so unnecessary in a world where like these pharmaceutical companies make we should say like billions of dollars, right? It's it's not as if these people are, you know, driving to work in a secondhand Toyota Corolla. Like they they are doing very well for themselves off this system, right? Yep. Uh, people will be familiar with uh like Farmer Bro, uh is it Martin Screlly, the guy? Yeah. Yeah, but th- this is just one example of a very problematic industry. I think you've done an excellent job of explaining it, David. Is there anything else you'd like to get to before we finish up here? Just Martin Shkreli, you, you called to mind. I'm going to take you back to Moderna and the mRNA vaccine. Please and the do. fact that we not only developed the mRNA technology with taxpayer money, but we brought the Moderna vaccine to, to people with taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. And in the course of doing that, we minted three new Moderna billionaires. Um, you're talking about him not driving to work and, uh, you know, secondhand Toyota Corollas. Oh, far from it. <laughs> yeah. These are the people whose yachts I see in the Bay. I think that's disgusting. Three new millionaires off the back of billionaires, billionaires. billionaires. God. Yeah. God. It's gross, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it can't be said enough. Like not only does the NIH fund the research, but often the taxpayers will fund the lab, right? If it's at a university, you pay yes. for it twice yes. before, yes. before you try and pay for it again. Uh, so yeah, it's a very broken system. David, how can people find uh, P4AD? How can people find you? Is there a website, a Twitter, a yep. Facebook? Where should yep. they go? Uh, go to our website, patientsforaffordabledrugs.org, just like it sounds. Uh, you can leave your story if, if you or someone you love, care about, has struggled with high drug prices. Give us your email address. We don't ask patients for money, uh, but the stories and the email addresses are our power. Uh, they're, the, they're the currency we trade on uh, to make sure that the voices of people in this country are heard 
to counter uh, the propaganda and lies that are uh, put out by the drug companies. Okay, yeah, that's that's very important stuff that people can hopefully do, even if they are struggling sort of materially to afford their drugs. Maybe they have some time. So that's great. And it's for F-O-R, right? Not the number four. That's correct. All right, great. Thank you so much, David. It's been a pleasure. You've done an excellent job of explaining a very convoluted and broken system. Thank you for taking this. <laughs> James, you're, you're a patient man. <laughs> I try to be. Sometimes I'm very much not that. But yeah, I do appreciate your time on this Monday morning. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriment, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Happy Pride. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. I'm here to tell you about Lambda Legal. For more than 50 years, Lambda Legal has been in court protecting the civil rights of LGBTQ plus people and everyone living with HIV. And the good news is you can help. Support Lambda Legal's work by donating this Pride Month. Throughout June, all donations up to $100,000 will be matched. To donate, go to LambdaLegal.org. That's L-A-M-B-D-A legal.org. Help Lambda Legal remain unstoppable.